been a busy morning this morning. Um, I was teaching the membership class, and I wanted to let you know that Fred Borton in the membership class, uh, he prayed a prayer of salvation rededication in there. People ask how your day's going, starting off awesome. <laughs> now I got to preach, so they'll see. <laughs> then after that, I went in and um, was helping with the pre-service activity in kids' church. So we've been given, uh, working with uh, the kids' church, giving it a little more structure, and uh, the kids are, seem to be responding well, so... Um, I got back into the hallway here right as worship service was getting ready to start. So I uh, just wanted to let all you know that if you would like to help back in kids' church, you can still be in service for worship and for the preaching. So uh, 15 minutes of time to help uh, do the pre-service activity, have a lot of fun. And uh, you know what's really what really uh, makes me happy is whenever... As you get to know some of the little kids, whenever you walk through the halls and they see you and they say, hi, George. I know lots of little kids like Glenn Lister, they all know him. And they're like, hey, Glenn. Yeah, that's, he, he bribes them with donuts. So that does it. Yeah. Anyway, if you would like to get involved like that, we would love to get you plugged in with that. If you would, let me or Erica know and we will help you out with that. Uh, let's see. You can go ahead and, oh, you put the title up there. It's better than it looks. That's not about the pastor, so, yeah. You ever had one of those days where it just wasn't clicking? You ever had one of those years? Yeah. <laughs> Man, 2020 was a rough dude, wasn't it? Still is. Look out, 2021, because I'm ready for some good times, huh? But I tell you what, it is better than it looks. Someone gave their life to Christ today, so it's better than it looks. Someone's getting baptized at the end of service, so it's better than it looks. I've got a, okay, I got a bad habit. I watch a lot of YouTube stuff. And so I was looking at stuff of people that were having a bad day. And so I came across this little bitty shortened clip here, and I want to play it for you. Thank <laughs> you. 
You ever had one of those days? Oh, I should, probably shouldn't have played that because if it was going to happen, it'd probably happen to me. I'm an easy target. You know, I've been through those days where you're just carrying through life and, you know, all of a sudden you break your neck. And um, had that happen a couple of times. Get bit in the privates by a pit bull. Had that happen once, you know. So, you know, it happens. It happens. You know, all of us, we face different things day to day. You know, sicknesses, disease. Have you ever been affected by sickness, disease, injury, anger, grudges, emptiness? And it sounds like a lawyer commercial, doesn't it? Hey, if you're a lawyer or you're listening, you're a lawyer, don't be offended by me, okay? I love you. Yeah. Let's all turn to chap- John, the book of John, chapter 5. And as we get started, we're going to look at this historical story here, and we're going to read through it first, and then I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about it. The book of John chapter 5, it's about the man who was at the pool of Bethesda. I didn't realize that, but whenever you see a word that is like Bethesda, the first part of that, Beth, means house of. So Beth Sessions, you are house of Sessions. (laughs) The word Bethsadia means house of fish. I would know that. I'm a fish fryer. John chapter 5. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this congregation of friends and family and future friends and family that I look so forward to getting to know. And God, I ask and pray, Lord, for your spirit to be upon us today and that nothing that comes out of my mouth should be unedifying, Lord, but that everything would magnify you. In Jesus' name, amen. John chapter 5. Let me take a drink real quick. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda having five porches. Don't get any ideas, hon. (laughs) We're building one porch, we don't need five. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk, and immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. 
The Jews therefore said to him who was cured, It is the Sabbath, but it is not, it is not lawful for you to carry your bed. That last part there, leave it up to the theologians for whenever somebody is cured and healed that they would try to steal their joy. Not all church leaders are like that. Here at Orchardville, we're here to reach the lost, to see the sick healed, to see the lame being able to walk. I have a bad hip and leg and back, and I want to be healed. God's already healed me to a certain point, but if he healed, finished his healing me today, don't you come going and trying to steal my joy. Now, let's back up here. This uh, pool of Bethesda having five porches. Uh, some people say that these porches, their function was so that the multitudes that were laying here beside the pool or sitting here beside the pool, um, that they wouldn't get sunburned, you know, and, and be, be too hot. So this was the significance of these porches, that they were there for protection. Um, and they were waiting for the moving of the water. You know, the waiting can be the hardest part, can't it? Yeah. I, I hate waiting. I shouldn't use that word hate, but I don't like waiting. It, that uh, reminds me of that old Tom Petty song. The waiting is the hardest part. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> One clap. Now I'm going to give, hey, thank you. I paid him. I'm going to give a disclosure here. I do not understand why everybody does not get healed. It doesn't mean that they don't have enough faith, and it doesn't mean that they don't, aren't doing something right. I do not understand that. But I'll tell you what, Sister Crystal will be able to tell me one day, because she's singing and dancing right now. Ray Helsing will be able to tell me. All these that came before us that give, had given their lives to Christ will be able to tell us. They'll also be able to tell us that, hey, this story isn't over. It's only beginning. So I'm given that disclosure. I don't know why, but I do know this. Well, first I'm going to ask this. How many in here has ever been healed of something physically or something mentally or in your spirit? How many people in here has ever been healed? All right. You now have a responsibility. If God has healed you, you have the responsibility of telling other people. If you're not willing to tell somebody else, I don't know. You need to tell someone else about what God has done for you. It's a responsibility that we have. Waiting for the moving of the water. I tell you, <clears throat> there's a lot of times at this pool that I've sat and I've thought, 
God, how come my dreams in life have never manifested? And, you know, he may speak to me and say, well, what, what is your dreams? What kind of dreams are you talking about? Because that's, that can be an infirmity that you just feel like that your life has just not ever manifested into what you had really dreamed about. And I, I, had, uh, I had heard Stephen Furtick say this uh, a while back, and he'd say, quit chasing your dreams, and that being your main focus. Chase after Jesus, and your dreams will chase after you. Chase after Jesus. Whenever it's just all about your dream and you leave Jesus out, how can that manifest into what God has truly wants for it in your life? Jesus has dreams. Yes. I tell you what, that there, those little bit of words just really spoke to my spirit about don't chase after fame, don't chase after fortune, don't chase after money, chase after Jesus. Now, he doesn't know that I'm going to say this, but Carlin Loker used to be a rock and roller, a country western singer, and this and that. I asked him the other day, I said, Carlin, I bet at one time you had long, beautiful blonde hair. He said, yes, I did. I didn't use the adjective beautiful, I just said long blonde hair. And he probably at one time wanted to be a star. Well, I tell you what, the dream is still there, but it's in a different way and a different plan. Because he's not in a bar in the country realm, but he's up here on the platform leading you in worship. Sometimes our dream, we just create the first rough draft in our mind. But God has a more refined plan for what we have in our life, what he wants in our lives. Look at your neighbor and tell them it's just the rough draft. Cuz he's got something bigger and better and more refined that he has for you. Yeah, you are a rough draft, Marvin. <laughs> I can say that because me and him are buds. <laughs> Waiting for the moving of the water. Because an angel went down at a certain time. I tell you, sometimes the right things that you're hoping for is just not at the right time. You just got to wait for the right time. Uh now this part here, whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease they had. And whenever I would read that over and over again and I would think, oh yeah, only the strong survive. Yeah, because I, you know, I don't have anybody here to help me. And you know, I've thought, I've read this over and I've gotten different things out of it before and I, I often imagine myself and I thought, if that was me uh, and 38 years that I've endured this, and they had three festivals a year. So that means there's been 100 opportunities. You would think that, and I would like to have thought that after, oh, at least 50 times of going there and waiting and somebody beating me in, 
that I would come up with a device as to be the first one. And so this is what I came up with, that if I was at the edge of the pool, I would have, and, and I wanted to be the first, first thing I'd have to do is I'd have to get up early. That's the, what they call the old Indian trick, show up early. So I would get up early, and I would be sitting there and waiting right here at the edge. And then I would get my good buddy, and I'd have Marvin come over and say, hey, come with me, man. Be here at 5.30 in the morning. He'd be sitting here on the other side of me like this, waiting. And when that angel came and stirred the water, I'd say, push, and he'd go, mm. And he'd kick me in, and bam, I'd be the first one in. Sounds like a good plan, doesn't it? You need good friends and good buddies in your life that you can count on. The first one in. Now, here's the thing. I have no man to put me in to the pool when the water is stirred up. Yeah. Do, when we read this, was he feeling sorry for himself? I don't know. We don't know the connotation of how this was said. You know, there's a lot of people that go through life that they don't have a best friend. They haven't found them yet. They haven't, um, they may not have someone around them. They may, it may be the, the thing that they may be sitting at the pool for every year, three times a year, is because they don't have friendships. They have loneliness in their life. And they're just waiting for that time whenever they can have that completeness and that feeling that I am loved. And the very thing that they're there for is the very thing that they're needing in their lives is to be helped to be into the pool. And so it's this, it can be this vicious cycle, vicious cycle that just keeps repeating itself and it never gets fixed. One of the things, if you're surrounded by great people and you have great friends, you have a responsibility to reach out to other people to befriend them. Because not everybody's so fortunate. They didn't have anybody to help him into the pool whenever it was the time. And it says, but while I am coming in, another one steps down before me. Um, it's, it's, there's something that um, a guy taught me a long time ago is because, you know, I'm a big eater. I'm a big, big eater. And he, he told me, he said, great leadership has this one, like, beginning part. And he said, whenever you're at a dinner, a great leader always waits for everybody else to be served. And I thought, that makes a lot of sense. So at dinners, um, I always try to let everybody else be served before I just jump in to the front of the line. And, uh, but now everybody can't do that or nobody's going to eat. <laughs> so sometimes somebody's got to start it. But um, 
serve others. Don't just, if you want to get healed, serve others. If you want healed of something emotional or you want to get healed of um, not having friends, show yourself friendly. Serve others. If you don't have any connections to other people in the church, serve back in kids' church for 15 minutes before service and you will start building some immediate connections. Or become a greeter and you'll see just about everybody that comes through these doors. Serving brings healing to your body and mind and spirit. Down in verse 8, it says, Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. Do you know one of the hardest things about a day is just getting up out of bed? The hardest part about a job is showing up. You ever notice that? The hardest part is just showing up. Jesus told this man, rise, take up your bed and walk. Not only did, because we always look at this and we look at the healing in it, but Jesus is actually saying, I need you to do something here. I'm asking you to do your part in this. And I'm asking you to clean up your mess and take it with you. Clean up your mess and take it with you. You know, don't expect everybody to do everything for you. There's a part that you have to play in this. And immediately, the man was made well. And he took up his bed, and he walked right out of that pool. He didn't need to get into the water because he knew that it was Jesus is the one that healed him. A lot of people think that... Um, uh, there were certain times that um, uh, during this stirring of the water that um, at times that Jesus, whenever he was a little boy, maybe he was uh, you know, at the festival and he may have been walking by that pool as a little boy and um, you know, all these people are sitting around waiting to get healed and he may have just walked by and just walked by that pool with his Mary and Joseph and just, eh, like that, and all of a sudden, someone jumps up and says, Hallelujah, I'm healed. I, uh, Robert Morse, he said that in a sermon, and I thought, man, that is just so good. Our healing comes from the Lord. Just because you get in water, it's the magic isn't in the water. There's no such thing as that. The healing is from the Lord. Rise up, take your bed, and walk. And the man was made well. Uh, I tell you, there's so many complex things about this, this historical story of a miracle in here. And I tell you, often I find myself sitting at the pool. And I find myself making excuses. And... I don't want to be that man that's sitting there and everybody else is saying, well, why don't he do this? Why don't he do that? I want to do what Jesus is telling me. Rely on me and do what I'm telling you. Take up your mat and walk. All right, if the musicians would go ahead and come.
I don't know why everybody does not get healed right away. But I'll tell you what, that does not shake my faith in believing that Jesus is the healer. Because I've experienced it myself, I've seen others. If you need physical healing in your body today, this may just be the very day. Just may be very, the very day. If you all would please stand. Whatever your needs are today, we've already had one who has prayed a prayer of salvation today. If uh, whatever your needs are, if you're online and you're watching, it's the same as this year right here. Whatever your needs are, prayers for healing of the body, mind, or spirit, relationships. Do you know that some people, they even are sitting at the pool wondering, how come I'm so miserable? And they maybe even holding a grudge against somebody. Sometimes hatred and grudges can last for 38 years. Why do you want to live through life like that? If you need healing within a relationship between you and someone else, take up your mat and walk. You don't have to live like this. As they play, I want you to act upon what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking in your heart. And just as the angel would stir the water before they would go to jump in the pool, the Holy Spirit is speaking into you, your heart right now and stirring something up within you and saying, let's go, it's time. You don't have to live like this anymore. There's going to be healing today within you.